Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. How's everybody doing today? Blessed or more than blessed? Oh, I love hearing that. You know what the Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, you don't sound too convinced. I don't know if you're working right now, where your mind is, if it's far away from here, but this is the house of the Lord. If you don't feel the freedom in here, what else are you going uh, to feel it? Every time we come to church, every time we sing to the Lord, every, every time we praise the name of the Lord, we feel something very, very special. And tonight is not an exception. So, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And you're going to be free indeed. I'm so glad for the blood of Jesus. If it wasn't for his blood, if it wasn't for Jesus... If it wasn't because of the price that he paid at Calvary's cross, where would I be? Think about you. Think about your past life. What were you doing a long time ago until you had a divine encounter with God? When you had a divine encounter with Jesus Christ. When he came to my life, I'm telling you, most of the times when I'm praying, or he, uh, when we are here at church and Pastor Bill, you know, he asked everybody, you know, to say the sinner's prayer. I join him right now, right away. Because I'm telling you, I need Jesus every single day of my life. You need Jesus, especially in these times we're living. We're living a tough time, a hard time. Things are getting bad. Things are, uh, and I have news for you. Things are going to get worse. And you look at me and you say, what kind of a preacher, a preacher is this? <laughs> well, I'm the kind of preacher that is telling you the truth. <laughs> Things are going to get bad. Things are going to get worse. But you know what's the good news? That he promised us that he was going to be with us every single day of our lives. So that's the confidence we have, we have in him. So let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for your presence in this place. We thank you because you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. I bless my brothers and sisters tonight. And I ask you, Lord, to use me tonight to speak your word. Not my words, but yours. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. Well, more than a preaching, we are going to have a good time in here tonight. Talking about God's word. I can, I mean, just like I was telling Chuck, I can talk for hours. If my English was better, I mean, 100% better, there's not a chance that you're going to get away from this place tonight. You kill my language, I'll kill yours. <laughs> That's the way how it works. 
You see, we are in the house of the Lord. You know, there's so many people who come to church with an attitude, like, you know, that if you don't, if you didn't put on your cross around your, you know, around your neck, and if, and if you don't wear the proper clothes, you cannot go to church. That's a religious spirit. That's what it is. So when we come to church, the most important thing is that you bring your heart and that you're going to be ready to listen to what God wants to tell you. I mean, this, what I'm going to share tonight, is not only for you. It's for me as well. Because it's going to hit you and it's going to hit me back. Okay? So, I want to talk to you tonight about when God gives you a promise. Anybody tonight has a promise from God? From, you know, since you became a Christian, the Lord told you, I'm going to do this with you. I'm going to do that and this and this and this and this. And you go like this. Wow, I'm 75, 80, 90 years old and I haven't seen it yet. Well, I have news for you tonight and we're going to be talking about that. In this world we're living in, People make promises like crazy. And they don't care if they fulfill them. They don't care if they keep them. They, you know, too many people outside have, you know, big, they have a big mouth. A big mouth, I mean. Do you agree with me? Because if you don't, I'm going to tell you that you and I, we both have a big mouth. And we know how to use it. Think about this. When election comes, all the politics, they go and they promise people anything to gain what? Their votes. And they go, well, if you make me my, uh, your president, I promise you that you're going to be paying less taxes. I promise you that the prices, uh, the prices for gas are going to be lower. I'm going to cut them. Every time we drive around and you see a gas station, it's just like having a nightmare. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, maybe I'm the only one who feels like that. And every time I see, you know what? I remember when it, back in 1989, a, a, um, a gallon of gas, the price was 89 cents. Please don't count and tell me, you know, now I, we know how old you are, Renee. Now... One month, two, two months ago, it was like a three-some, two-some, and then suddenly you wake up this morning and you take a look at the gas station and it's 509, 510. I was talking to my friend in, in uh, San Francisco, California, and she told me, we're paying more than $7 in here. And, this, and I said, Lord, what can I tell her? And I said, you know what? I don't care how high it goes. I only care that God is seated in his throne. And he is in control of everything. In control of my life, in control of the economy, in control of this church, in control of you. As long as I know that, who cares? Marriages. People get married, and what do they say when they come to the altar? I promise you that I'm going to be faithful. I promise you that in poverty, in sickness, whatever the situation is, I'm going to be by your side. I'm going to be with you. And then when the winds are blowing 
And when, when the problem comes, one of these guys turns around and leaves. Where are their promises? Third, friendship. I'm going to be with you, my friend, no matter what. Whatever you tell me, I'm telling you that nobody's going to notice. No, I mean, nobody's going to know. And then they turn around and you go and gossip about your friend and you tell everybody what they told you. And you made a promise. Fourth, at work. They promise you you're going to have the best job. They promise you a raise. And months passed, days passed, years passed, and uh, you see nothing. Now, what about you and me? Have you made a promise to the Lord or somebody that you didn't keep? Lord, I promise you that if you bless me, I'm going to tithe more. I'm going to help you, you know, the church. I'm going to be at church every single Wednesday, Sunday, Monday. I'm going to be part of the parking lot ministry. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then the Lord bless you. And as soon as you start, you know, getting those checks and you catch them, you forget about what you promised. Now, this is only for Latinos. This doesn't happen here in this country. Not even in this church. People go crazy. It's amazing. When you see this in this country, people work and work and work like crazy to get something. That is not bad. That is a good system. But if you don't put God first, then you're going to be in trouble. And when the problem comes is when you go on your knees or you go in prayer and you tell the Lord, Lord, forgive me for what I've done, for what, I've, for what I did. I promised you that I was going to do this, and I didn't do it. Now, let's define the word promise. In a general sense, a declaration written or verbal made by one person to another, which binds the person who make it. So every time you say, I promise you, that binds you. Now, what kind of a Christians we are, we come to church. I don't know about you, but when, when you listen to Pastor Bill talking, preaching, the good word, the good message, and you get it in your, in your spirit, if that doesn't bring a transformation in your life, I'm not talking about Pastor Bill. I'm talking about when God uses him, you know, to speak out a word that hits you, that word has to produce a change in your life, in my life. Because every time we read the Bible, that's what happened. We have an encounter with God every single day. This morning when I was driving to my job, every, every single day I go and pray. And when we were singing a few minutes ago about where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and freedom and freedom and freedom. And sometimes we, we only praise the name of the Lord when we are at church. What about the rest of the days? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, it's Sunday. I have to grab my Bible. Where did I put it? Sometimes you, you can't even find it because you don't know where you put it. Oh, but it's Sunday and you're going to put your religious garment to go to church. 
This morning I was praising the Lord and uh, I, was, I, you know, this morning I just couldn't pray because when you praise, when you sing to the Lord and the spirit of the Lord comes to you, there is freedom. And I was lifting up my hands and praising the Lord in my car. You know, there's cars that drive around you and they see you with your hand up. They will go like, a, what the heck is that? You know what? I just don't care. I don't know that person, but I know my God. And when I meet my car and I'm driving around, wherever I go, if I praise the name of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord comes uh, to me, I experience something new. They don't know what they are missing outside. But you know what you have in your life. Now, the Bible talks about um, a man in the Old Testament. His name is Abraham. And I'm so glad I'm going to talk a little bit about him because that's my middle name. And I identify myself with him in this way. Abraham was the father of faith. Abraham was a man that walked with God and he heard from God. And God, listen to this, God did him making a promise. What are you talking about, Rene? He didn't, he didn't give him a promise. He gave him seven promises. And I'm going to show you that in the Bible. Open your Bibles, open your um, iPhone, Blackberry, whatever you have. In Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. First promise. I will make you into a great nation. Second promise. I will bless you. Third promise. I will make your name great. So when people listen about, what's your last name? Yours? Croissant? Well, whenever people listen to your name, they're going to go, wow. Whenever people listen to the name of Cirellis, they go, wow. Whenever people listen to the name of Anzavino, they go, wow. It's not what you have. It's what the Lord put in your spirit. People are going to see the change in your life. Now, the glory is going to be for God. But the fame is going to be for you. Because that's what the Bible says. The glory is going to be for God. Now, fourth, I will bless you. People around you, let me tell you, are going to be blessed. People around you are going to be blessed just for one thing, because you are a blessing. You bear that blessing wherever you go. When God blessed you, he didn't bless you so you can keep everything and put it in a storage. He blessed you with one reason. So you can bless people. So people can be blessed through you. I will, uh, faith, I will bless those who bless you. And the Bible says that God gave him another promise. It's this uh, sixth one. And whosoever curses you, I will curse. When I was telling you a few minutes ago that I was driving around, going to my work, and I, I'm telling you, I lost myself 
in the spirit while I was driving. I didn't know how fast I was driving. I didn't know who was looking at me. I, I'm telling you, I don't know if I made a stop, if I saw a stop sign and I stopped. I'm being honest to you. And I said, when I got, you know, when I was driving down Tosca, there is a stop sign. I think the, that's the only one you find, you know, before you go down the hill. I didn't know that I have a, a police car right behind me. And I just kept on driving. And I said, Lord, thank you because goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. I don't know if you saw me, but I'm telling you that I, I didn't get any ticket. I didn't get anything. In fact, my record is so clean in so many years driving that I don't have a ticket. If I have points, the only points that I want are the points coming from heaven. Those are the ones that I, well, I, I, those are the ones that I like. But I didn't know that. I, you know, I passed the car, and this guy got an attitude against me because, just because I passed him. And he made a sign to me. <laughs> I'm so glad I was in the spirit while I was praising the Lord. You know what I did? I said, I bless you in the name of Jesus, whoever you are. He just turned around. He kept on driving. And then I passed in again. <laughs> Who cares? And I blessed him. But listen to this. He says, and those, I mean, and, who, and whoever curses you, I will curse. So in other words, your mother-in-law better treat you right. <laughs> if she doesn't treat you right, she's going to be in trouble. She's going to pay for the consequences. Not only your mother-in-law, everybody who treats you wrong. You know why? Because you are the apple of his eyes. You are the apple of his eyes. And I, I praise the Lord for, for his word. I praise the Lord every single day for his love, his goodness. He has been so good to me. He has been so good to you. He is king of kings and he is lord of lords. People outside, they don't know what they are missing. They don't really know. Now, when the Lord gave him, gave uh, um, Abraham these promises, you know what? He was 75 years old. How old, how, how old are you? Don't tell me. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something. When people get 75, they only think about one thing, at least in this country. About what? Retired. Who wants to start all over again when you are 75? You tell me, who wants to start all over again? Nobody. What's the age in this country to get retired 65? 65? Oh my gosh, I'm far away from that yet. 75 years, and, the, and that's when he left Haran, the place where he was living. But when I think about this, what about when the Lord told him what he was going to do through him? He was going back to his house. The first thing that comes to my mind is this. How am I going to explain or tell my wife about this? Only one laugh tonight. 
because he knows what I'm going to say. Women want information. Is that right or not? I have to be very, very careful tonight because we have too many women in here. I don't want to get in trouble. Listen to me. If I was Sarah, I will ask, I would have asked um, Abraham, didn't you ask him where he's taking us? Didn't you ask him what is he, what is he going to do with us? Didn't you ask him this, 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 and that? You tell me, women, am I right or wrong? Absolutely right, I would say. Absolutely right. So, I don't know if this was the case. The Bible doesn't give us too many details about this. But there is something for sure. Abraham made a decision. And he said, I will go. He didn't know where he was going. And I'm going to ask you something tonight. What if the Lord asks you to leave your family? To leave your, your uh, house? Your home? Your job? And go someplace that you don't even know where is that. Now, let's be honest tonight. What kind of God is that? Sometimes I go like this, Lord, you are so crazy. I thought that I was the only crazy guy in this town. But now I found out that I am not. How would you feel if the Lord tells you and asks you to leave Pennsylvania and go to another place? I'm not going to send you to Africa. A place that the Lord has prepared for you to take you to another step in your life. To take you into a journey. Almost seven years ago, I was so, so comfortable in my house. I don't know if you knew that I was, I was living in here like uh, 20, no, uh, yes, kind of 20 some years ago. And then I had to go back to Venezuela. And when I got back to Venezuela, I was missing my church because this is my church. This is my house. I was missing everybody because I made good friends. And when I got back to Venezuela, you know what? I said, I have to start all over again. But if I'm going to start all over again, the only thing that I need to know is that God is going to be, that, that you're going to be by my side, Lord. The same God that was with me in Pennsylvania is the same God that is going to be with me in Venezuela. Now, when, we, when I got back to Venezuela with my family, things were so, so bad. It was so hard to go to the supermarket and find food, believe it or not. When I came in here the, uh, seven years ago, a friend of mine came to me and asked me, hey, tell me something. Is it, is it, is it true that you have problems in your country, you know, to find toilet paper? And I said, oh, my gosh, what a question it is. And I said, yeah, sometimes it's hard. So when the pandemic started, I said, what goes around comes around. And I saw this person, and I said, how do you feel running around, going to all the Walmart, trying to get toilet paper, and you can't find it? And this person looked at me, and she said, oh, you were right. I'm sorry for what, what you know, I'm sorry about the, the question. No, don't worry about it. But you know what? It was so hard for me. And then I said, okay, Lord, 
I'm going to have another attitude and I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start my new journey because I know that you are with me. And if you are with me, who cares about the rest? So you know what? To make the long story, sh- uh, the long story short, the Lord started, you know, blessing me prospering me everywhere I was going I was making business I was working with my with my dad I I could take you know as you know I could have disappeared for weeks months my father didn't care I was working for him and the Lord was blessing me so good I was going to church and I was being used you know in church the Lord was doing uh, good things in my life and through my life and then the Lord had this wonderful idea about sending me back to the States. Not only to the States, to Pennsylvania instead of Florida, (laughs) instead of of California or some other place. Why Pennsylvania? I still go like this. I, I, I don't know why. But you are the reason why I'm here. You are and you have been a big blessing to me and my family. So the Lord asked me, go back, pack your bags, it's time to go. You know what? You have to think about all the things that you're leaving behind, especially when you have your parents with you. I was living with my parents. My dad asked me, go sell your house and come and live with us because he has a huge house and it's only my mom and my dad. They have like, uh, they have six uh, restrooms, six um, rooms two living rooms, a, a, a parking for six, seven cars. And he built, you know, crazy guy. He built that house and he never thought that their kids were going were gonna to be gone. And then when the Lord said, it's time for you to move again. Pack your bags, pack your stuff. And I said, Lord, um, do I have to go through this process one more time? And I was going like this. No, I don't think so. If I tell my wife that we're going to leave, she's going to kill me. My kids are going to be happy because we're going to get out of here. But if my mother and my father find out that I'm going to leave and I'm not coming back, at least for, you know, I don't know for how many years, they're going to be so, you know, they're going to they're gonna feel bad. So I didn't say anything. I just came up here. And my father, he thought that I was taking a vacation because I always take vacations, you know, not always, sometimes. <laughs> and then I called him, you know, like a three weeks after I got in here and I said, I'm not coming back. You know what happened? He got an attitude against me and that he was mad at me. My mom was mad at me. My wife, she was still in Venezuela. She got mad at me. And then I was going like this, Lord, is this your plan? And I identify, I identify myself with Abraham. He had to leave everything and to start a new journey. God knows what he's doing. So after one month, think about this. In one month, my father and my mother, they didn't talk to me. They didn't want to talk to me. And I said, Lord, if you are in this, you have to deal with them. And you know what? He did. And then my father called me one day and he said, Son, forgive me for being so selfish. And I said, Dad, there is nothing to forgive. All I want to do is bless you. 
if the Lord bless me, I'm going to bless you guys. You know, even if I have to go back to Venezuela and I have to start all over again, I'm going to do it. So since we got in here, the Lord has been blessing us every single day. I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about uh, a good job. I'm not talking about, you know, things that you have today and tomorrow you can lose. I'm talking about when you move in God's plans for you. When God has a plan for you and he gives you a promise, he's going to fulfill it. Let me tell you something. There's only one thing. People think that God can do everything, can do anything, I mean. There is only one thing that God cannot do. What is it? He cannot lie. If he said that he was going to do it, he will do it. If he tells you, don't worry about it, you take that word for granted. Don't worry about it. But we do. And God understands that. That's why sometimes he pushes us. Don't you feel like sometimes like you have a hand on your back that is pushing you to do something? And you go like this, I'm not going to do it. And he pushes you, and he pushes you, and the only thing you have down there is this. And then the Lord says, I told you that I was going to do it. You have to rest in me. I gave you a promise. And if I said that I was going to do it, I'm going to do it. So you have seen all the promises that you have seen in your life, all the promises that the Lord gave you a long time ago, or you're still waiting for them. I don't care how long it takes. Because if the Lord said, he's going to fulfill it. And you have to believe it. I believe it no matter what. Let me tell you something. You know how many promises we have in the Bible? Take a guess. A thousand. Two thousand. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how many. Three thousand. 573 promises. I'm going to say that again. 3,573 promises. I just need one to live. I just need one promise. I just need to know that the Lord is going to bless me. That's more than enough. I do my part. He's going to do his. I do the natural. And he's going to do the supernatural. I have to believe it. I mean, I don't have another option. When I gave my life to Jesus, I said, here I am. Take my heart. Take my life. Control my life. Do whatever you want with it. If not, what is the reason for all this? My grandfather asked my dad, what if, there is no he- what if there is no hell? And then my, um, no, that was my dad asking my, my grandfather, what if there is no hell? And he said, son, what if there is a hell? 
and you go there. Think about it. People think that they can do whatever they want. And that is right. You can do with your life whatever you want. But for every single thing you do, you're going to be accountable. When the Lord calls you. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes I go like this. Lord, um, I think about when I am in your presence, when you called me and you asked me, what did you do with all the things that I gave you? Every promise that I gave you, I really meant it. But you didn't believe me. Let me tell you tonight that it doesn't matter how long it takes. The Lord never lies. If he said that he was going to do it, he's going to do it no matter what. And you can tell me tonight, it's just because you don't know what I'm going through. You can tell me tonight, you don't know the things that I have to deal with. I might not. I'm telling you, I'm being honest. And I can tell you the same thing. But I'm telling you, I have never stopped trusting the Lord with all of my heart. And that's what I tell my kids. When you instruct your kids, when you teach them the word, since they are little, I mean, those words will never go away. They're going to get stuck in their minds. I still remember when my mother, uh, my grandmother, she used to pray every single day from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. And then after that, she started reading the Bible. And I said, this woman is crazy. I mean, I was just a little boy, seven years old. And that she was praying for more than two hours. And she was reading the Bible like you will never believe it. She didn't know how to read. And she got it suddenly from God. One time, she grabbed her Bible and she started reading it by herself. How is that possible? There was a seed that the Lord planted in her about a generation that was going to, you know, it was about to come. And I was part of that generation. But I remember something. Every time I was going to her house, she was living in the, in, the, in the country. Every single morning, I used to listen to her when she was praying. And she was praying. She knew that I, uh, that I enjoyed, you know, every time she was reading the Bible. And she was teaching me about God's word. And that she, she was praying for me. And she didn't know that I was paying attention. So she came to me and she said, repeat after me. And she was talking about Psalms 23. And I'm telling you something. I want to close with this. Think about this. In these times, these hard times that we're living in, I told you that it's going to get worse. You know that it's bad. You go, work, you go and work. You break your back. You get some money. And when you go to, um, to the supermarket, that money doesn't last too long. Am I the only one? No, but you know what? I still believe that my source comes from up there. 
I'm telling you, I work and I work hard. I've been working the whole month, you know, the last month, every single day, over time. And I get extra money. Okay, that's a blessing. But when you go to the supermarket and you see the prices, not counting when you have to put gas, not counting when you have to do your taxes, you have to pay taxes, and this, and this, and this, and that, and you end up having a nightmare. I was talking to Chuck, you know, a few days ago, and uh, I was telling him, people ask me, how are you living your American dream? And I said, well, I'm going to be honest to you. I'm not living the American dream. I'm living God's plan for my life. Because if I start living the American dream, I'm going to start having nightmares. Is that right or not? I don't want to have nightmares at all. People go crazy. And they go, Lord, I want to live God's plans for me. I don't want to have a nightmare. I want to go to bed. Are you telling me, Brother Renee, that you don't have problems? Oh, my gosh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And having a wife in your house, that's a problem. Hi, honey. We all have problems. We all have situations. But you know what? God made you a promise. And he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's all I need to know. And that, you know, this old lady, my, my grandma, she was going like this. Repeat after me. And I hope you can grab, um, record this on your mind. Psalms 23. And I started repeating. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one. He makes me lay down in green pastures. And she was going, repeat after me. And I was going like, oh my gosh, this crazy woman. <laughs> repeat after me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in valley of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. And every time I was repeating that, I felt that something was coming upon me. And that's the presence of the Lord. Why? Because you are speaking God's word. And when you speak this word, it's going to come to pass. You're going to start, I mean, you're going to experience something. I wish there was another way to explain you that when you take this word from granted, the Lord is going to move in your life. It doesn't matter if you're 75, 85, 95, 100 years old. It doesn't matter. The Lord said that he was going to do it, and he's going to do it. And then I said, goodness and mercies will follow me all the days of my life, and in the house of the Lord I will dwell forever. And you know what? I never forgot about that. I had her name, my first um, uh, song, and then Lesser, and then Benji. I was taking them to, you know, to the school, and I said, Ernay, Lesser, pay attention, boys. Repeat after me. The Lord is my shepherd. They were going like, what? 
guys, repeat after me. The Lord is my shepherd. And then they start, and you know what? I didn't teach them that in Spanish. They're learning in English. And they never forgot about that. And I'm telling you something. They are going to do the same thing with their children. What am I trying to tell you? Every promise that the Lord gave you, it's going to have an effect in your life. You are going to see it. You are going to see it. Because he's not a man that can lie. When I met Martha the first time, I, re I still remember. It was in Colombia, in Bogota. And I said, what is this lady doing in here with, the, with a bunch of kids? And she, when I saw her, you know, the things that she was doing, she was being part of the group, and she was working, and she was so ded dedicated to what she was doing. And I said, that is an example to follow. Our actions speaks more than words. The Bible says, and I have this news for the people who are watching us through, you know, um, stream life. There is a big promise for you and for everybody here. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. That's what the Lord wants to do in your life and in my life. Are you still praying for your family? Oh, you don't know my husband. He drinks all the time. He's a lazy man. He doesn't do this. He doesn't. I mean, there is not a recipe that I can give you tonight except for what the word says. Didn't I tell you that if you believe you will see my glory? I want to see God's glory in my house. I want to see this man turning into another man. Oh, it's just that you don't know the woman that I have in my house. Well, let me tell you something. I don't know her, but the Lord knows her. But you don't know my kids. Troublemakers. Oh, you don't know what the Lord says in the Bible. They are a blessing to you, and you're going to see changes in their lives. All I have to do is believe. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time. I want to read the Bible. And when I read the Bible, I mean, all the words, you know, they come out of, you know, in front of my, in front of my face. And I said, Lord, you say it. I believe it. Just remember about um, one of Jesus' disciples, Peter. He was the only one who could work, walk on water. Everybody was, everybody was going like, a, what a crazy guy. But he made it. He was the only one who stepped out of the boat. I said, Lord, I don't care if I'm going to uh, sink, but I'm going to try it. One step at a time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son for you and for me. When I got in here, they were singing all the blood of Jesus. We, when we apply that blood to our lives, you have restoration, you have healing, you start growing in, 
in this place and wherever the Lord takes you. So if you feel like praying this prayer with me tonight, if there's somebody here tonight who wants to say that prayer, or if there's somebody watching on live stream, repeat after me this prayer. Dear Jesus, I open up my heart to you. I repent of all of my sins. I ask you to forgive me for what I have done. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord of Lords. I confess that I'm a sinner. And I ask you, Jesus, to write down my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You know what? No matter what we have to go through, things are going to get worse. Praise the Lord. No matter what. Amen? So God love you. I love you. And I pray for you. And my family prays for you as well. And uh, thanks for being a blessing for me and my family. You don't have any clue about the blessing that you have been for us. And that the only thing that we can do to repay that is put on a smile on our face. And tell you, Dios te bendiga. God bless you. Amen.